You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is called Creating a Vision for Your Coaching Business. Anytime, but especially now, it's a good time to review and revise your business vision. You might be asking, why write a business vision in the first place? And further to that, why do you need to revise it? (laughs) I get it, right? It's another thing to do, but The thing is that your vision is a clear and vivid image or statement that describes where you want to take your business and what it will achieve in the world. So think about that for a moment. Your vision is a thing that gets you excited. It's a get-me-out-of-bed statement that inspires you to persist with your business and to do your work and to try to set and achieve the goals that will achieve the vision no matter what to overcome any obstacles that come up on the way. And let me just say there will be obstacles. (laughs) Your vision is the outcome that you want to create and therefore it gives you a framework for setting specific and actionable goals to achieving it. Without a clear vision, you don't really have a purpose and it's hard to set goals that will take you to a destination in that case because you don't have one. So it's really important that you have this vision and, of course, your vision can change over time. So you may need to review and perhaps revise your vision, especially when your life or other circumstances change. For example, when you enter a different stage of life or you change careers or you move locations or you have to go into lockdown for a while, it might create quite a big shift for you personally And the things that you used to do may no longer be relevant. So why would you be striving towards your old vision when there's something else that's more relevant and meaningful to you? It's really important um, that you have a vision so that your clients can buy from you. Strong emotions are what drive us to persevere as business owners, but they're also what cause our customers to buy. So we need to create business vision statements that are aspirational, that are motivating, and which speak to a purpose that's bigger than ourselves. I think to get it right, you really need to reflect on your why. And somebody was talking to me about this today, like, what does that mean? I get so irritated hearing about this why. Your why is your your values. It's your value-based motivators the things that are most important to you. They're the things that light you up emotionally and which touch your heart. And as you can guess, it takes some work to uncover these things. And there are some reasons why people find it difficult, which I'll talk about in a moment. And that's probably why I see a lot of business owners struggling with the idea of creating a business vision. Probably they're not sure how to peel off the layers to find and explore their values and purpose. And that's part of what a coach does. So I want to share a little bit of that with you today. I want to pull back the curtain on how coaching works in a business sense and walk you through a process of defining your business vision so that you can firm that up and then as a result start to set some meaningful and realistic goals that you can go out and achieve. I want to help you to create a vision for your business that's realistic and purposeful so that you can work every day on purpose. And if you have a business vision already, 
now's probably a good time to revise it. Just saying. (laughs) Before we talk about creating a vision for your business, and there are two steps I'd like to walk you through with that, I first want to point, point out a couple of vision traps that people fall into. And it might help you to understand why you're getting stuck with coming up with your vision. This is especially relevant to you if you're new to business and you're not really clear on what to put in your vision or how to write it or how it should read. And when you feel a little uncertain and you're not sure of the emotions behind your vision, it's easy to go back to logical thinking, which let me just say is not where your vision lies. (laughs) So the first main trap that I see is the looks good on paper trap. If you're like most people, you think that you operate and make decisions from a position of logic. But actually, most people make decisions based in emotion first and back it up with logic. So starting with logic doesn't really make sense. And if this is you... Rather than digging into what's important to you and why you're probably just using your logic to examine some superficial facts about yourself or your life or your past, and you might be using that as the basis for creating your business vision. Vision traps like this that looks good on paper trap can happen to anybody who lives in a world of shoulds. I should be doing this, I should do it that way. You know, they're uncertain. Or it's possibly relevant for someone who isn't that connected with their emotional side of their values. Or maybe you're not sure if what you're thinking is right or not. And I often see this with people who come from science backgrounds. And this was me too. I came from science, just very black and white, logical, factual thinking and writing. I didn't comprehend my emotional side for a long time and I found it really hard to write a vision because of that. But let's have a look at an example of this vision trap that looks good on paper trap. Let's say that you have experience as a personal trainer. You're a no-nonsense kind of person, you believe in fitness, and you've done a lot of work as a personal trainer. So it seems logical to you that your business vision would be built around your skills in that area. Fair enough. But let's have a look at what that could end up like. Maybe you say to yourself, hmm, If I think logically about this, I'm a personal trainer, so it would make sense that my business vision is that I want to help women in their 30s to be fit and healthy and to have strong bodies that look good in a bikini. And let me just say that this is really totally fine if that's what's truly meaningful to you. But by exploring a little deeper, maybe you find out that in your heart, what you really want is to work with women who want to be consistent with going to the gym because they're struggling to manage stress and as a result they're not eating well or exercising. And perhaps that's meaningful to you because you've been in that situation yourself and it felt awful and out of control and you would hate for other people to feel like that. What I'm saying is this, if you looked a little deeper into what was truly meaningful for you, then you might uncover a deeper sense of purpose, the stronger values behind that work and the bigger reasons for you to take action and persist in your business no matter what. Think about how very different those two business visions might be, one around helping people to exercise to look good in a bikini and another around helping people to manage their time, responsibilities and their minds so they can be fit and strong and powerful. 
One has a more emotive message and it's more attractive and compelling to the audience and probably to yourself. The key message here is this. Your past is useful, but it doesn't necessarily dictate your future. You get to choose a business vision that's meaningful and purposeful to you and in simple terms is heartfelt. That's really what we're looking for. And sure, it may draw on any of your life experiences or skills and qualifications, but not necessarily the most obvious. The second type of trap with creating business visions is the this is working for other people trap. <laughs> it's a bit like the looks or looks good on paper trap that I just described, but the main difference is that maybe you're not sure what you want to focus on or who you help So you look at what other people in your industry are doing and you try to do the same thing because it's working for them, so it must be the right thing to do. Notice once again how your logic can jump in and take over from what's in your heart. Maybe you're afraid of failing or you're unclear or you're just simply not backing yourself. And so the same thing applies as for that trap number one. You need to get in touch with your feelings. I sound a bit like a therapist when I say that, but I just really want to explain that what you need to do is tap into your heart instead of using logic alone to define your vision. And on this second point, this this is working for other people trap, I want to say that, yes, it can be useful to see what others are doing And it can give you some perspective and ideas and it might help you to define what you do like and what you don't like. But remember that a business vision is a very personal thing and you probably won't find the same level of emotional connection to somebody else's vision or vision statement. Now that you're aware of those two traps, do either of them resonate with you or do you feel like you're really in tune with what's in your heart and your higher purpose and that you're working to that? Congratulations if that's you. But if you're stuck and you need help, then let's go to the next part of today's episode, my process for helping you to create a business vision that will compel you to get out of bed in the morning, to take action and to persist with creating your business. The first step is to get clarity on your vision. And what I'm talking about here is to clarify the values behind your vision or to identify the main areas that you want to focus on in your vision. And to do that, you need to zoom out. Zoom out of what you know about yourself, your preconceived ideas, what you know about your skills and your past, and start asking yourself some deeper, more thought-provoking questions, coaching style, with an open mind. This is why it's so useful to work with a coach because having an, an outside person to ask you questions that are objective and might uncover things you haven't thought of is really helpful. But let's say that you want to do this yourself. Here are some of my favourite questions that can help you to connect with what's most meaningful and authentic to you. My first question is, what did you love to do as a child when you were playing? Maybe there are some clues about the specific area that you'd like to work in. Number two is what is your struggle to success story with your own health and wellness? 
Maybe you lost 30 kilos. Maybe you overcame anxiety. Maybe you went through burnout and recovered. Maybe you had a chronic illness and you took control of it. There's going to be some clues in that and definitely some emotional connection. Question three, what are your strengths and how have they helped you to change habits or maintain habits? Question four, who do you see as a role model and why? And who sees you as a role model and why? In other words, you are a role model for people around you and someone is a role model for you. Why is that? What is it about you or your role model that creates that connection? Question five, what is your passion area of health and wellness? And while these are all positive questions, it can help you to look to the negative as well. Because often people get up on their soapbox and rant about the injustices in the world or the things that they don't like, and it can be easier to find that first. So number six is what really irritates you about a certain area of health and well-being? It really gets your goat. Or what do you feel is desperately lacking in a specific area? Or what do people need more of and why? So probably without any context, it's hard for you to imagine how that could play out. And so I want to use an example, the previous example, in fact, of the personal trainer who's creating a business vision and going through some of those questions. If that's you, you might uncover some things like, well, what was your struggle to success story? It could be that you always struggled with body image and felt like people were looking at you and you were afraid to get out and do exercise in public. Maybe your role model was Oprah. You shared her roller coaster ride through the yo-yo weight struggles that she faced. Maybe you're passionate about helping women to accept themselves and to feel strong without needing to turn to food. Maybe you're really irritated about the unrealistic body imaging out there in the media. Maybe you feel that self-compassion is missing from the gym environment and you want to change that. Maybe you feel strongly that the current advertising around gyms is disempowering and could speak more to strength and confidence and personal power and you'd love to see that. And maybe you want to help women to feel more confident about exercising in gyms so that they can be their fittest and strongest selves. As you can see here, these questions are really big picture. They're designed to tap into what's important to you. And they're actually asking you for your opinion on things. And when you ask yourself for opinions on things, your values are revealed in that conversation. And then you're able to uncover some more emotive statements that could help you to create a more powerful and inspiring vision. This exercise is a great starting point for anyone that's creating a new business vision or if you want to clarify or test the relevance of your existing business vision. So in that case, you'd go back and you'd look at your existing vision and ask yourself some of those questions and say, well, what's important to me now? Has that changed? Does my vision need revamping? The next step, step number two, is going deep. And this is really a bit of a test to make sure that you've gone deep enough into your values and motivators. And I like to use something simple that's called the five whys exercise. That's W-H-Y-S. 
It's really simple and it's just about digging deeper to explore what's behind the things that you want to do or achieve. You can use this obviously for a new business or an existing business vision. It's just a reality check to make sure that what you've written truly represents what you feel, believe and stand for. It's like a little kid saying, but why, mummy? But why? And you give them an answer and they say, but why? Little kids are great at this. And you have to keep coming up with more and more reasons. You've probably been in that situation yourself. So you know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of those whys. So you want to be asking yourself questions like, why does that matter? What difference will it make? What would change if that changed? Why is that important? They're all why type questions that could reveal more about your values or what's most important to you, what drives you. And here's an example to illustrate how this works. Let's say that your business vision is to inspire women to feel confident about exercising in public or gyms so that they can be strong, fit and confident role models in life. Sounds pretty good, right? Pretty powerful, I think. Now you can use that five whys to see whether that really does matter to you and what the values or motivators are behind it more specifically. You'd first ask yourself perhaps, well, why is that important to me personally? Why do I want to help women to feel confident about exercising in gyms so that they can feel strong, fit and confident and be role models in life? Well, maybe that's important to you because you want to smash society's body image issues and right the wrongs of the media. Maybe that's a real bugbear of yours. Then ask yourself another question like, well, so what? What difference will that make? In, uh, in answering that question, maybe you feel like if we all had better body image, then we'd be more confident in our daily lives. So then ask yourself something like, well, why does that matter? And perhaps you say that you know from personal experience that when you feel good about yourself, you can achieve so much more and be more, and that feels amazing. You feel happier and healthier and stronger. And so why is that important? Well, maybe you feel that women are role models for their kids and peers and they have the power in the family unit for those things. And so they have a unique opportunity to send to end a long cycle that we've been in of body shaming and poor body image. Maybe you feel that women have this opportunity to make a huge difference. And you might then ask yourself, well, what would that create in the world? And perhaps the answer is equality, peace, confidence, a more connected family unit, better understanding of each other, more women in more powerful roles, making the world a safer, happier and healthier place. These are all made up examples, but I use them to illustrate to you today how you can go deeper into what's important to you personally to help you to polish up your vision and bring more meaning and purpose to it. In this example, we heard deeper values around women's equality, confidence, strength and role modelling, four deeper values that could have come up. And then you read that original vision statement again and say, does that really capture those things? Could I tweak it or change it? Or does that encapsulate those deeper whys? And that leads me to the last section of today's episode, road testing your vision. 
Exploring the values behind your vision is designed to uncover the deeper stuff that's really personal to you. And because of that, you will probably know when it's right. But just in case you're unsure, there are a few ways that you can road test your vision to make sure that it's true and values aligned and meaningful, exciting and compelling. Let me just say here that it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to evoke a feeling in you. And there are three ways I invite you to do that, to road test your vision. First, read it aloud with gusto, real emphasis and emotion and enthusiasm. And then, do you feel a swelling in your chest or goosebumps or feel a little teary or hear the word yes in your head? That's probably a good sign. <laughs> it probably means that your vision is pretty compelling and powerful and meaningful to you. It's the kind of thing that would get you out of bed in the morning to go to work and persist no matter what because you're on a mission. If you're still not sure, a second way you can road test your vision is to ask a client's opinion. And how does that client respond to your business vision when you read it out? Are they visibly or audibly excited or inspired or at least does it resonate and make sense? Do they say yes? That's exactly who you are and what you stand for, and that's meaningful to me. If so, it's probably on the mark. You would want to ask a few different clients who are in your niche to make sure that they have that connection, not just anybody, but people who are in that target audience. And the third one, I think this is the greatest test probably. If you want to road test your vision, Read it out aloud on a day when you feel tired and flat. <laughs> we all have bad days and that's actually the point in business. When you have a bad day, you need to be able to get up and keep going. And so if you read your business vision on a tired, flat day, does it perk you up, get you interested and fired up again? If so, then it's probably on the mark. And just another mention of perfection here. It's not going to be perfect and it may take you time to get right, maybe three months or a year. In my old business, it took us a year or maybe 18 months for a team of managers to come up with, we want to be the best, working with the world's best. It was a short business vision that was fairly general because it needed to suit the needs of most and it took us a long time to come up with that and that's okay. Also know that, as I said before, it will change over time as your stage of business or life or priorities change, and that's okay. Just put something down on paper and make sure you're connected to it. Review it once a year as part of your ongoing business planning process. And as long as you feel inspired and excited, your vision is doing its job and the most important job. It's getting you up out of bed to go to work no matter what. And that's what being in business is all about. With a vision in place, you're ready to set some goals to achieve it. So let's wrap up what we discussed today. Your business vision should be an inspiring, vivid statement that describes what you want to achieve and why that's important to you. A lot of people try to create visions based on their logical thought processes or they leave their visions on the shelf without revisiting them. But Today I talked about why you need to maybe start from scratch or start with a clean slate or revise what you've done before. 
we talked about how important it is to bring heartfelt emotion to your vision so that you're truly and emotionally connected to it so that you can bring your energy and emotion to your marketing and to what you do on a day-to-day basis to set relevant goals for your business and to attract clients with your why. You can use a process of big picture questions to uncover what you want and be specific. And then you can use the five whys process to clarify the values behind it. These are two ways to create a compelling vision statement for your business. If you need help with this, visit melaniejwhite.com forward slash contact. Drop me a line and we can make a time for a free coaching call to see if this is something that I can help you with or refer you to someone else who might be better suited. Thanks for being here today. As always, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode and I hope you have a fabulous, inspiring week. (laughs) Thanks for listening and I'll see you soon.